episode of 360 Degrees, part of the Urban Breakdown Network on this sunny but cold Sunday morning out here in North Carolina. And you have to forgive me if, if you hear me like stifling belches is because I've been up since three o'clock in the morning, couldn't go back to sleep. And I figure, let me get a little bit of, of, of quick energy. I got a little, I got my little cherry Pepsi here. So I just said, okay, I'll just, you know, instead of me having to brew a whole bunch of tea, because none of my tea has caffeine in it for some reason, because they don't make tea with caffeine anymore. I guess it's just too, you know, too holistic. So I just have to rely on a good old uh, cold soda. So Mercedes, good morning. How are you today? I'm great. And now that you said about tea, I really haven't seen any caffeinated tea in a long time. All decaf. They probably just like quietly. Yeah, shut it down. <laughs> the only yeah. ones I see is like the ones we use in iced tea bags with like like my morning teas and stuff. Yeah, you're right. They're all decaf. Yeah. Because they were like, yeah, you know, you can have you can have cigarettes and oxycontin, but caffeine. Oh my God. What are you doing? <laughs> Odie, how are you today? Good morning. I am well. I'm uh <laughs> I'm up now. I had a busy day yesterday instead of getting booster number um in spite of getting booster number two. Um huh. You know, because just some, sometimes you don't know how you're going to react. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one seems to be okay. Uh, other than a sore arm, can't really complain. Feel okay. You know, it, it's funny you should mention that because when I went to the for, when I was at the supermarket yesterday, I set up for next weekend. You know, to to give the boost, and she had one ready, and I was like, oh, today? Oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah. I just walked into my <laughs> pharmacy, like I didn't make an appointment. Some people did make an appointment, but they said that they were taking walk-ins on their like greetings, so. I was yeah. like, I know, I'll just walk in then on Saturday. Had a very productive day yesterday. Got the car wash, went to a comedy show, went to the movies. Oh, nice. You know, oh, wow. Actually, yeah, I know. We were outside, outside. We got some breakfast before we got the shot. So, you know, we would feel okay. Like, figured, oh, like, let's have some food on our stomach. Maybe that was the problem before. Hmm. And I think that'll be the, the routine going forward. Provided, even if those shots end up costing us between 110 and 130 dollars as uh the government funding for that runs out yeah yeah it, it was just uh ugh, i i got that's a whole that's a whole nother episode talking about our shitty shitty healthcare system but it, it's funny you mentioned about this because like i said i i it just popped in my head like yeah they keep texting me every three weeks and like they need to come in for my booster so I, I get mine next weekend which will be which will work for me because heavens forbid something were to happen at least i'll be off that next few days for gotcha. halloween for halloween and what i thought was going to be election day <laughs> gotcha that's right you did take off that, that day. so but odie what you got for us today all right so I have a prophet. I want to play a clip from an old prophet here. Um, 
And I'm going to see if you recognize, well, I don't know, they might introduce her. I hadn't caught that in the clip. But this prophet, uh, this clip comes from 2018, I believe. Uh-huh. And uh, she she makes a prediction about the person that I want to discuss today. So I'm just going to play it, see if you recognize her voice, if the if the host doesn't say it, of course. But I don't, I'm not really sure. Okay. They've come out instead on TMZ or Twitter or anything like that. Um, uh, a person that's in the limelight like yourself. They're talking about Kanye West, obviously. And go from there. I like to be sensitive with Kanye because I don't think Kanye even understands the attack that he's under. Like, I literally looked at his photo recently with a magnifying glass, and he doesn't even know that he has demons on his kneecaps. He's being led by the dark side, and he doesn't even know this. <laughs> and what do you think, I mean, the ramifications for that are? Like, what happens next? I feel like he needs an exorcism, you know, and I think that that would bring him back to a speed that, you know, we as the public, the world, would be able to relate to him on once again. But those demons on his kneecaps, they just need to be exercised. That's interesting that you say that. <laughs> I, I know that person's probably joking. I'm, I'm sorry. So wait, who who so who was it? <laughs> that is none other than Tiffany, Tiffany New York Pollard, also known oh. as runner up on Flavor. <laughs> yeah, Tiffany really? Pollard. Wow. Yeah. Oh Jesus. That's New York. <laughs> New York. <laughs> so in other words, she wasn't joking. She was not joking. I'm pretty sure she was dead ass. Um, but you know what's funny though is like there's been times I've gone back and watched, and I'm like, damn, she's a damn good actor. I don't give a fuck what anybody says because you have to be playing, you have to be acting to like be wholly in love with flavor. You know what I mean? With flavor flav. And some of the expressions and some of the things she says, I know she got to be joking. Like, I remember there was like a whole episode where um, it was like not Flavor of Love, but like where she had her own spinoff show and she was talking about like, it was like Tiffany gets a job or Tiffany goes to Hollywood or whatever. And she was trying to like pursue acting. And this girl, like people kept saying, she kept running into the same girl on different jobs, you know, different auditions. And um, sure enough, like the girl was like, break leg. And she was like, no, I'm breaking your legs, bitch. <laughs> she was like, Jesus. I understand, like, well, she I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think she's a damn good actor because she sold me. She sold me. It was a, um recent uh TikTok sound, viral TikTok sound too. That's funny that you said that. Oh man. Yeah, people dug it back up. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. She Look, is hilarious. She's a character. She is definitely entertaining um so yeah i think i don't know about his kneecaps being exercised but he certainly um has quite a bit going on um i mean what she said ain't too far-fetched he need to do something now though his knees that was hilarious but overall there's something with kanye that i think even the most intelligent person with kanye is over overlooking like you know this it, it, it's something with him. I don't that's think missing. it's as much intelligence as much as it is like he shuns people that challenge him. That's it. But he puts so much of his business out there at the same time. It's weird. He does it. It's like you keep, but you keep the people far away that are trying to help you. And then you only embrace the people 
with your money and with your time, you embrace the people that are on your side. That's it. That's how you get Candace Owens in your circle. Yeah. You know, I, I always, I always tell my brother, he was always not afraid to like, he won't embarrass me, but he will never be afraid to tell me like, Merce, you're wrong for this and you need to make it right. Like he'll pull me on the side and five, like, look, you can't be doing stuff like this. You got to make it right. Like that's the people who you cherish the most in the end, the people who are not going to just tell you what you want to hear, but tell you what you need to know. You know? Right. And if Connie's the type of person who somebody's telling them who's not being a, a, a glad handing douchebag yes man and telling them to kick rocks, then he's never going to get the help that he needs. You know why they say, I mean, I know Connie, I mean, I know this is a little bit different here, but some there was an article, I read this years ago. They said the reason why these movie stars and all these public personalities relapse on drugs so often is because there's always somebody there to pick up the pieces for them. They never really truly hit rock bottom. And they and usually when they hit rock bottom, that's when they realize, oh, you know, I need to change my life. I need to change what I do. You know, DMC had somebody to pull him on to the side. It was his doctor who told him, hey, you either need to stop drinking or you're going to die. You know, somebody to just hit them, hit them with the, the hard truth. And Kanye, because he's, everybody wants to hang out with him, they yeah. don't tell him that, you know. They'll, they'll either talk, you know, they'll have no choice but to talk about him because they can't talk to him. Mm -hmm. he just needs to take his damn meds like it pisses me off about the whole bipolar thing because i mean i don't know anyone who's bipolar so i don't have any firsthand experience with this but there are people who are going through mental issues and they don't have any resources so right. but he has all the resources in the universe and he's just not doing it because he feels like it, it, he's not creative when he takes his meds also you know what you also what you're not uh, a crazy loon when you're not taking your meds you know I mean so it's 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 sad but it's also frustrating you know and, he, and he's not definitely not getting the help that he needs because no one's willing to stand up to him so 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 he's I, he's been diagnosed with bipolarism Kanye has he I don't I supposedly don't yeah I don't yeah, I don't believe we, I've seen like a confirmed source. It's like I've seen yeah. rumblings through blogs and that those are not confirmed sources. So- Okay, got it. Um, the thing is though too, like something is is going on with him. And it's like, I don't necessarily- And, and, and Odie, before you go on, I didn't mean to cut you off. I had to look at it real quick. He was officially diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Okay, what yeah. source is that according to? That is according to, uh, I was, uh, well, was this it, did was he all, say it himself? He was, uh, let me see, hold on. Because Kanye, not legally known by Yi, was diagnosed with bipolar disorder after being hospitalized for a psychiatric, hold on, I gotta open up the whole article now, it kind of cut off on me. See, that's my thing, like, did his, like, did y'all release the information? Because that's not legal. <laughs> yeah. Unless Kanye himself says it or Kim even says it, which is not like, you know, whatever. Like some, some I feel like somebody that would be at a doctor's appointment with him would need to say yeah. that. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, like, somebody close to him. Yeah, because like I feel like even if you're a medical professional, if he's not your patient, then you you know what I mean? Then I don't believe you. It's like I could I believe that you could say the evidence suggests, sure, but if he's not your patient and you don't know him, then no, you can't say that. And then if you are his doctor, then you really can't say that. So that's what I'm like, who's who's saying this? Like, where is this coming from? I do believe that, yeah, he, he probably is. I'm not. Well, you, you guys remember a few years ago when he got on stage? It might, it might have been a few years ago. It might have been. It, it was in recent years. He got on stage and asked for Jay-Z to uh, call him or reach out to him. Yeah, anybody remember I that? I do. Yeah, and then did, did they ever talk to each other? Because I was just like, seriously, when it comes down to mental health, there are certain things that we need on our path to bettering ourselves. And I just wonder if that type of closure would have helped him. And I wonder if they ever talked to each other. Um, I mean, even if they did, I don't believe it would have been public. I think it would have yeah. been private anyway. Like, we'll never know. Shit, we still don't know what happened on the elevator. So, you know, and there's footage of that. I mean, yeah, yeah, true. But I guess that kind of actually what followed, it was kind of like obvious. He did something. He cheated. Like, they knew. And then, and not mean to cut you both off, I this came out of uh, out of Vogue. And it says, Kanye was diagnosed with bipolar disorder in 2016, something he has since spoken about openly. So he okay. has, so he has mentioned it. Cool. In okay. some interview somewhere. Okay, got it. Yeah. Okay. okay. Got it. Okay. Um, well, Speaking of Vogue, um, Anna Wintour has cut him off. Um, you know what's crazy to me is like this is this is what I was just starting to get at actually. Um, so the fact that this fool said slavery was a choice in reference to black people, the fact that this fool said white white lives matter, that wasn't enough for you to cut him off. You were still willing to do business with him. It was until he got to the anti-Semitic comments. So, like, this I mean, is kind of bad backwards like, for him to say that. Considering if if you're saying slavery was a choice and you're saying our people didn't fight hard enough, that means they would have had to slaughter and kill white people along the way. But here you are saying white lives matter. You know, I don't know. It's weird. No, no, I'm saying like Anna Wintour, Vogue, Balenciaga. Um, who else cut him off recently? I'm just saying it had to get to the point of anti-Semitic comments to cut him off. So like, what's kind of annoying about that is like, it's validating what he's saying. What he, what him and Nick Cannon and others in the industry have, uh, I believe Ice Cube as well, have all intimated is that you're not allowed to say certain things in the industry, otherwise you will be blackballed. These steps have validated because He's been worthy of being cut off well before now, yeah. but it's until we got to the specifically anti-Semitic comments that it's like, oh no, we're not doing, we're not doing business with you anymore. So that part sucks because you have validated what he said. And that's why I like, I look at you as a business and I'm like, oh, so you, you don't care about black lives because when he said that white lives matter too, like, Girl, we we know that we know that white lives matter. That's why we've been saying Black Lives Matter as a reminder. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's like no, like y'all y'all aren't y'all aren't fed up at the right shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, the whole thing about corporations as a whole, you know, not just this company, but all companies, they have to put. They don't really care. And I'm not talking about the people who like work at the cashiers and stuff. I'm talking about 
the, the, the higher ups, the owners, the CEOs, they don't care because all we are to them is just, uh, we're, we're just price points to them, you know? And they weigh against, hey, how much, if this person is making money for us, how much can, how far can he go before we have no choice but to cut him off? You know, that's how they measure it because it's not measured about right and wrong. Because like you said, when he first started, they would have cut him off since slavery is a choice. And they would have been like, yeah, okay, but he's making them money. I mean, so they, right, because he, they didn't get drug into the mess. They didn't get drug into the mess. They were still making their coin. So yeah. no reason to silence him at that point. And 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 I know this yeah. is I, I had to look up because I don't know anything about uh, Balenciaga or whatever the hell their name is, but yeah, they had they had this thing like they sell sneakers for nine hundred eighty five dollars. If I buy nine hundred eighty five dollars like sneakers, uh, they look like just too. They, they look like New Balance. I'm like, you know what? If I yep, pay nine hundred eighty five dollars for sneakers, they better do the they better be motorized. They better do the walking for me. You know what I mean? Like they better be like robot legs where they just walk to the store for me. Because I'm like, they just look like regular sneakers. Why are these things? They have another one that's like $787. They have a t-shirt that costs 300 It's a Simpsons t-shirt for $378. Who? I, I know I'm going off with a tangent here, because I just saw that just made me mad. I'm like, we have too much money. Like rich people have way too much money. We need to, ta- we need to tax them at 150%. Because this shit is ridiculous. But... Going back to the main point, <laughs> sorry about that. It just, you know, I just had to go on my old man rant. I'm like, oh, you lousy kids and your $1,200 sneakers. But corporations don't care. So they measure these things. It's like, okay, outrage versus profitability. And when the outrage becomes too much where it's not profitable anymore, where their name gets tied to it, like Captain Ahab, you know, attached to, to Moby Dick, then they're like, okay, well, now we got to cut ties. So it's never anything moral about these companies. When you see a company do something, it's because, okay, this person is now cutting into our profits. Look at look at Roseanne Barr. You think Roseanne Barr just became a, a racist when she started taking Ambien? No, she's always been a racist. But because her show was wildly popular, they put up with it. And now they- when the they got content, her, they are, But also too, like her racist ways didn't seep into the show. Yes. Like, that that was the difference too. Like Roseanne yeah, round one was like Roseanne was a feminist. She was very liberal. Like she took on a yep. lot of fucking good ass topics, especially for the late eighties, early nineties. She took on abortion. She took on being a lesbian. She took like we've we've seen so much shit on that show. Um, very that would have topic. gotten like modern day Republicans pissed, yep. pissed. And she was like cracking jokes. Like matter, I remember there was like an intro on the show. And it was um this politician came to her door, and um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> that, that, that was yeah that was a good clip I like that that one. was a great <laughs> clip and uh, so she you know she's asking like all these questions about the process and of course he couldn't answer any of them because he was full of shit he was blowing smoke so she said oh no problem like I'll come with you <laughs> and like go with him to these other doors and shit. Yeah. But he couldn't answer questions about the topic at hand. And of course, he was like, well, is your husband home? Because <laughs> he didn't want to talk to her no more. And of all things, too, you know, you know, I f- actually, um, I didn't, I forgot that she was even on this episode. The episode of A Different World, where Whitley and Dwayne get married, and they decide to honeymoon in uh, Los Angeles, but it's during the, the fucking riot, Rodney King riots. Do you guys remember this episode? Mm-hmm. 
Roseanne was on that episode with Tom Arnold. I think it was like around the time he might have just got married or just started dating or whatever. And yeah. her and Tom Arnold were on this episode. They were playing looters because uh, Whitley was like trying to find, you know, this is like days, no cell phones. So she couldn't call Dwayne and see where he was at. Mm-hmm. He had dropped her off at the mall so she could go shopping. And um, the riot, the riots started breaking out and people were looting. And white people were in there talking shit. I mean, it, this episode literally could have been made. Uh-oh. Um, the effect okay. that we, oh she makes us she makes yeah. us look bad talking about white people yeah. um it's just a really good fucking episode like that roseanne i just i cannot reconcile with today's roseanne and it's just like what the fuck are you talking about yeah it, i don't it, understand it, it, it kind of rem- well and and don't quote me on this because I don't know who who the who the writers are on that show. I don't know if that Roseanne from back in the day was just a, a because of how they wrote her, or and then afterwards when the show came back, and then maybe she had more control. That's when her character became a Trump supporter, and, you know, and all that other stuff. But I will say this: all 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 the all the haters who were like, "Oh, you just hate Roseanne because she's conservative," and that show will never last without her. The show they just premiered the fifth season of the Connors uh last month. And I don't know if it got renewed for a sixth, but it went up for five years without her. Yeah, five years without her. And, 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 and the funniest part was it wasn't like, oh, okay, she's somewhere else. Oh no, she's dead. She died of yeah, an opioid overdose. You can't come back. They're like, all right, we're done. You know, when 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 your apology for saying something racist is I thought that bitch was white, yeah, your character's gonna die in the show like they're not going to bring you back <laughs> i'm not gonna lie when she said that though that that seemed funny though <laughs> as she said it was funny but yeah she ain't shit though um so interestingly enough uh we're still believe it or not um in the sphere of kanye and, and his craziness mm-hmm. um apparently i Something just told me while we were talking, just to like look it up and see how how um, some of his thoughts, specifically around Jewish people, may be impacted by Pete Davidson. Because I look at Pete Davidson and I'm like, he looks, yeah, you know, he looks Jewish. He has like he looks like a Jewish man. I don't, I don't know what it is like features wise. I kind of see it, um, but apparently this is something that Pete Davidson himself didn't know to like within like the past five years apparently like his mom never told him that his father was jewish um jewish descent um and so like i did read like a little bit of a breakdown like where his parents are from and stuff and like what and he did an ancestry test and it was 48 percent jew um mixed with uh like and then they named the specific countries um that was in his bloodline but um, I was like, oh, okay, like to me that makes sense. And plus the last name Davidson gives me, like it, it could be a Jewish name, I could see it. Um, <laughs> so I'm like thinking to myself, well, maybe that's why Kanye doesn't, it's not that Kanye doesn't like Jewish people as much as it is he doesn't like Pete Davidson. Um, because this clip surfaced from the, uh, from the Drink Champs 
podcast. Now, also just just to give a little context, Dream Champs is a podcast that's hosted by Noriega and some other people. I cannot remember, but definitely hosted by. I feel like don't no, I'm not gonna lie because I I can't remember the other dude. I see his face clearly, but I can't remember his name. Um, and so. Noriega hosts this podcast they definitely shouldn't have aired it or at least cut some stuff out because even other networks like Fox cut some of their Kanye content out oh I'll talk about that in a moment but yes that's wild to me like even they cut some stuff out yeah um even Donald Trump has said that Kanye has gone too far that he's a little crazy um so that that to me speaks enough volume like that's that's really wild stuff but in any case uh Noriega called into the Breakfast Club after um, there was a report that George Floyd's family will be suing Kanye West for saying that George Floyd died of fentanyl, a fentanyl overdose. I'm sure Nori heard that and said, I don't want no parts of that, uh, that lawsuit. And called in and you know did his apology said what needed to be said mm-hmm. which is basically we we don't edit anything we just just posted like we did go ahead and re-upload it later whatever um he said it's not think champs it's drink champs that's his story and he's sticking to it so after that we also see a clip from charlemagne the god's um, so this is how it all ties into the Breakfast Club. Charlamagne, the guy who's a host on the Breakfast Club, uh, went on his podcast, which is called Brilliant Idiots, and talked about, like, let me basically clear the air for y'all and tell you why Kanye is really mad. Kanye is mad because, um, because what Kanye brought up during the Drink Chance podcast was the fact, in it, of course, the anti-Semitic stuff, of course, the George Floyd comments, uh-huh. but also went on to say like Charlemagne is talking about Pete Davidson's penis and I don't understand that like how are you gonna bring up his penis so of <laughs> course Charlemagne responds on his own podcast and says look that's not what I said I <laughs> Kanye was screaming on the phone I mean because Pete Davidson is my friend and he's screaming on the phone my wife is out here fucking a white boy with a 10 inch penis and you not with me <laughs> you for the culture and you not with me? And he was like, what? So he was like, uh, Charlamagne was just like, don't let me tell the people why you really mad. You mad that this Jewish man, <laughs> this uh, man of Jewish descent with a 10-inch penis is having sex with your wife. And that's where, that's right. the point I'm trying to make. It's like, maybe the anti-Semitic <laughs> comments you know, come it, from Pete Davidson being Jewish. That's it. That's it. That's all. It's funny to me because I joked about Pete having a 10-inch dick because I figured that's why he he bags all these uh, all these bad women. Because well, somebody made a joke that said it's, Pete Davidson looked like Beetlejuice before he died. You know what I mean? So I would consider it to be like a, a, a sex symbol. But I joked about him having like a tennis dick to have. Well, I mean, women, he, you know, women, he's at like top shelf. And then Ariana Grande pretty much confirmed that, like, yeah, he's uh, he's a big boy. So for Kanye to be mad at that, (laughs) I'm so sorry. I don't mean to laugh at another person's pain, but (laughs) Jesus Christ, (laughs) to to ruin all of your, uh, all of your endorsements. You're worth $1.8 billion. You have all these endorsements and you're going to throw away these endorsements because 
your wife's boyfriend has a bigger dick than you. And then, and it wasn't even like, oh, he's just home writing love letters to Kim. He had like two girlfriends since then. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck wow. is he? Yep. So I rebounding. Mean, Kanye just needs to take his meds. And then maybe after he takes his meds, he'll just be like, wow, what did I do here? What, what was to be gained? You know, you're making videos about killing Pete, you know, and, and shit like that. I'm like, you're, I agree with Michael Rappaport. He was like, dude, you're like 46 years old. Grow the fuck up. I think I have the clip real quick. Hold on. Uh, let me see if I can play it. Mm-hmm. The guy got on drink chances. <laughs> Charlemagne, you know, he gonna go on air and be like, man, I'm gonna paraphrase it. Kim is with Pete because he got a bigger dick. Why are you talking about another man dick on camera? <laughs> you heard me tell you the story last year, right? When me and Kanye got into an argument, he called me uh, last November. He's basically trying to get me on board to shit on somebody he knows is my friend, Pete Davidson. He's like, oh, we got to save the new Maryland one, bro. Talking about him. And I'm like, yo, you know Pete is my friend, right? Finally, he goes, my wife is out here fucking a white boy with a tennis penis, and you won't help me? <laughs> my wife is out here fucking a white boy with a penis, and you're telling me that's your friend? You're supposed to be coached out? <laughs> He's screaming on the phone, Miles. Entertaining. Yes. Entertaining. That's Hilarious. That. What am I supposed to do with laughing at that? So, I want you to feel like Kanye. Like, like, like I don't know if this was last year when I did this donkey of the dick, but I say to him, don't don't make me tell everybody why you're really mad. And there was articles and people kind of knew what I was referencing. Yeah, yeah. But the reason I keep bringing up Pete's penis on the radio is that I know it fucks with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right? And you said that to me. Yeah. When he gets on the interview and acts like, he don't know where that came from. The yeah. motherfucker is a master manipulator. Buddy. Man yells, my wife is out here fucking a white boy with a tennis penis and you won't help me. I'm like, <laughs> what, does, what does that even mean? Somebody, somebody help. Somebody help. <laughs> <laughs> she can't handle the tennis dick. I know I can't. Now that last part was wild. Sean Lane, he always saying some such shit. And that was funny. Um, <laughs> he said, if you can't handle it, I know I can't. Then what I'm supposed to do with it? Tony is such a sucker. I can't believe this dude has money. Like, how did how did he get money? Who gave him money? Like, it, it felt like, uh, you know... Well, uh, you know who like, didn't? Mark Zuckerberg, when he was asking for, for money for his ideas. Yeah. <laughs> remember, remember when he was begging people, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, he was begging them for money? Yeah, yeah, because Kanye just has no pride. I mean, have have I... I mean, put it like this. I don't know the penis size of the, the men who have been, who dated women that I've already dated, but I'm under the whole thing of, it's, it's just part of the circle of life when it comes to dating. You know, if you break up with your girlfriend, and I mean, I know this was his wife, mother of his kids, I know it's, that's different, but you just got to kind of move on. Like, what am I going to do? Get a ski mask, start stalking people? No. You know what? You know, we're not dating anymore. She's seeing another dude. And I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, see what else is out here for me. But Kanye, and you figure Kanye's a, a, a billionaire. And like I said, he already had a girlfriend. He's on his second girlfriend since he broke up with Kim. So he's just mad. I, I guess the optics are messing with him. Like, oh, Pete is is dicking his, his wife down and doing it better than he could. And then now, and here's the thing. It's not all about, you know, you know, when they always say that the old saying that they have is like, um, God, what was it? It's not the size of the boat, it's the motion in the ocean. 
Because I, I figure it's not just the fact that he has a bigger dick. They have a bigger dick doesn't mean shit unless you know how to use it. And the fact that Pete has been with all of these gorgeous movie stars over the last, you know, six or seven years, he almost married Ariana Grande for fuck's sake. I mean, obviously he knows how to use it. <laughs> that's And that's getting under Kanye's skin. Oh my God, Kanye's such a fucking moron. I don't mean to, yes, he's richer than I'll ever be in 20 lifetimes. I get it, haters. I get it. Oh, Kanye's a genius. Really? At music? Just not at life? There's a cartoon called Metalocalypse. Yes, it's a cartoon, I know. It's about like the world's most successful death metal band. Like they have their own economy, but they don't know how to do anything else. Like in the first episode, their chef got killed. So they had to go to a supermarket and one of the bandmates was like, what's this place, the food library? It's like, it's a supermarket, you idiot. Because they, they, they don't know how to do anything else but music. That's Kanye. Kanye's the metalocalypse of America. He's basically, oh, I know how to make dope, sick beats, but, every, but anything else? Oh, and I'm sorry, selling clothing to morons. I'm sorry if you guys buy Kanye stuff. A lot of my friends like Kanye's fashions. I don't really feel like pulling $95 sweatshirts out of a trash bag that's just me i have what, what do they call that thing uh, pride i have pride but um it's it's it baffles me how people think because you're good at one or two things that you're supposed to be good at life and kanye has proved that is not the case because yes he he knows fashion i guess he knows music for sure he has a whole bunch of grammys that attest to that but as far as life not so much. So maybe stick with those two things and leave and then go see a therapist and take your meds. You know. Well, only time will tell how the, how all this is going to shake out. But I'm really, I promise, I'm, I really don't even want to talk to him, but talk about him. But it's well, hard not to, though. It's hard it not really to. Is. He's everywhere, everywhere, all day, every day. So. It's I like wish would, I wish you would just leave us the fuck alone. Like, just dude, just we don't care. Like, please, just leave us out of it. Some I don't know if it was the Griot or if it was the Root. One of those black publications had this article, and they were like trying to shame us for like, you know, uh, because like uh, like uh, Kanye's public downfall and how we're all a part of it. I was like, fuck you. Like, I wish that Kanye would collapse in private. Where we don't have to see him. Like you let him let him just have his mental breakdowns in his basement, in his soundproofed basement. So we don't have to hear it. You think we we just can't escape from this dude? It was like Justin Bieber in his heyday. Like every time I turn on TV, you could turn on the golf channel. Oh, there's Justin Bieber in the, at the eighth hole. Like nobody fucking cares anymore. It's we this stuff is just because we're on social media, it's just shoved down our throats. And they make it seem like, oh, well, you're a part of it. This is your fault because you're looking at his downfall. It's it's literally tattooed on the inside of my eyelids at this point. I would love to never hear from Kanye again. But <laughs> because I'm a part of the society, I guess I have no choice. So you can go fuck yourself the root or, or the griot or whoever made that fucking post. You know, fucking jackass. Like... I, I, I'm not an editor of a newspaper. I'm not putting this stuff out there. I scroll through my feed and it's there. 
So you can you can you, you can stop with the guilt tripping. So. All right. Well, that's all I got. So I'm gonna pass the baton to you. All right. Now we lost Mercedes. I know Mercedes always has like a million other things, and there was something that I and I was and I was thinking. I wanted to talk about this thing first, just in case Mercedes had to go and then she had to drop off. So I was just like, ah, okay. I don't know if I should hold it for next week, just because, because she really wanted to go through this, but I'll, I'll talk about it last, just in case she's able to come back. Now, I know we talked about this in the pre-show, but have you already uh, applied for your student loan uh, repayment? I have, I have. And I uh, once I saw how short it was, I took the initiative um, and applied for my husband too. <laughs> Even though he's enrolled in school, but yeah. And I'm actually going to do mine this afternoon before I continue my horror movie marathon. Uh, last night I watched uh, Blade Runner, but I'm going to have to make this a double feature because I was supposed to watch Blade Runner and then Blade Runner 2049. I'd never seen Blade Runner before, and it was actually really good. And I will agree with with my friends' assessment of it was before its time for sure. You know, Rutger Howard. Like Rutger Hauer was in it, and I was just like, and and Daryl Hannah, I think that was like her one of her first roles. She was only twenty two when that came out. She was in it, but um, it was actually really good. And there was some of the stuff I'm like, how did he do that in eighty two? You know, but um, no, I've never seen this before. But I'm probably gonna today. I'm probably gonna uh, go ahead and apply because I was holding off because I was figuring out. Should I consolidate first because half my loans are private, half are public, and the private loans are literally pulling my intestines through my nose in, in, in interest? But I figure, let me just apply and then worry about the other part later, right? I think Mercedes said that she applied as well before we uh, before we lost her. But I know you posted this in our in our chat. This is from this this is from uh, from CNN. Appeals court pauses Biden student debt relief program while it reviews case. So pardon the, pardon the block of reading here. A federal appeals court put a temporary administrative hold on President Joe Biden's student loan forgiveness program, barring the administration from canceling loans covered under the policy while the court considers a challenge to it. The order from the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals comes in a case brought by six Republican-led states asking for a preliminary injunction to halt the policy after a district court dismissed the case earlier this week. The effort is separate from a Wisconsin taxpayers group challenge to the program that was recently rejected by the Supreme Court. And of all people who rejected it, Amy Coney Barrett, religious nutbag and all around uh, cuckoo bananas, actually rejected it. I'll tell you why she did that in a moment. The appeals court gave the administration until Monday to respond to the state's request and the states will have until Tuesday to reply to that response. The states had asked the appeals court to act before Sunday, the earliest date the Biden administration had uh, had said it would grant student loan discharges. In response to the pause, White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre, or was it Jean-Pierre? I always get that. You know, Probably Jean, but I don't know. Yeah. So Corinne Jean-Pierre encouraged borrowers to apply for relief saying that the administration would continue to move full speed ahead in our preparations and compliance with this order and fight back against Republican legal efforts to the program. It says, um, tonight's temporary order does not prevent borrowers from applying for student debt relief at studentaid.gov, and we encourage eligible borrowers to join the nearly 22 million Americans 
whose information the Department of Education already has. It also does not prevent us from reviewing these applications and preparing them for transmission to loan servicers. Here's the thing about this, right? This is why I was so pissed that Biden only did 10,000 and 20,000 for Pell Grant recipients. Mm -hmm. It's because this was going to happen anyway. The, the reason why Amy Coney Barrett didn't allow that case to go through from the Wisconsin tax jackasses is basically because number one, they have no jurisdiction in this. They have no skin in the game. That's like me trying to file a lawsuit for something that happened in California and I live in North Carolina. I, have, I don't live there, right? Yes, this is a federal thing, but you don't have the jurisdiction to do that. And number two, they're not, I mean, you could be the most crookedest judge that ever lived. Like your shadow is probably crooked, but here's the thing. Your people that control you have to give you something to work with. They can't just make up shit and you just, and you just rubber stamp it because you have rules to follow, right? You can bend those rules for your paymasters, but you can't just make shit up because we're not like a religious uh, fundamentalist place. Not yet anyway, soon, but not yet. So when they came out and said that, oh, you know, this is gonna cost taxpayers a trillion dollars, they were just like, what the fuck are you talking about? The entire student loan debt as a whole is one and a half trillion dollars. So shaving 10 or $20,000 off is gonna be $1 trillion? Does everybody only owe $12,000? Like what the fuck are you people talking about? There was no way she could put that forward. It wouldn't make any sense. And what it would do is it would piss people off and then, and then the calls would come again to pack the Supreme Court because Congress can do that. So she had to dismiss that. But unfortunately, this other one, uh, the one done by the, uh, by the Republican governors went through. Now, here's the thing, right? Why are they so hell-bent on stopping this from going through? Even a measly $10,000, right? Why are they so hell-bent on that? Because 20, I think, according to the numbers that an economist did last year, either 27 to 28% of student loan borrowers, once that, once that goes through, they'll be debt-free, right? Once mm -hmm. you're... Once you're at least if that debt is free, it gives you something that employers don't want you to have, which is options, right? You think people want to go to work? You think they want to get up and spend 10, spend eight hours a day plus another, depending on how far you live from your job, another two to three hours a day. So you're going to spend half of a, of a 24 hour day working just to make just enough money to eat and pay your rent. And then not walk around with like uh, newspapers tied to your feet because you can't afford clothes, you know? And then you think people want to do that for 30, 40 years until they retire? No, they would rather spend time pursuing their interests. I mean, if somebody has a good chili recipe, they would rather open up a little restaurant rather than uh, go to work for a company that doesn't give a shit about them. They don't want people to have options. They want people to be, uh, under crushing debt, just so that uh, they'll keep going back to jobs that they hate. You think people want to work for Amazon? I don't mean people who work in, I know a couple of people who work in like in the, uh, the executive side of Amazon. They love it. People who work in a warehouse though, mm -hmm. not so much. People who- Well, it depends. Uh, the people in tech also hate it. Um, 
and in my black women uh, who work in tech community, uh -huh. I have also seen uh, on a semi-unrelated note, there's also a woman who is looking to leave Twitter for obvious reasons because it looks like 75% of them are finna get laid off. Yeah. I mean, the, the one bad thing about tech is that it's not really stable. The meta shifts all the time. Like, I mean, I know meta has its own thing, but in video games, it's a term where they, when they say that the meta has shifted, that means that something happened where the things that you're used to doing to win have shifted and now those things don't work anymore. So now you got to rebuild from scratch your strategy. So when they say the meta has shifted, that happens in the tech field all the time. You know, the meta shifts around too much. So you could have a cushy job where you're making six figures and the next thing you know, somebody will like invent a number and then the next thing you know, you know, what you do is obsolete. And then you got to find a new job. Or this merger happens. And like you said, they're going to lay off 65, 75% of your staff because there's a merger now because somebody wanted to buy their 18th yacht and they figured they'll just take the payout. So it's, it's bad enough, you know, in a situation like that for people who make, you know, upper five figures to six figures, maybe more. But what about if you're only making like $35,000 a year, $40,000 a year, mm -hmm. you know? And then even with benefits, you know, benefits don't really pay all that well these days, you know, because they let everything go wild. They want to keep you in crushing debt so that you'll just keep going back to those jobs. Because if you have an option, there are some people who quit their jobs over that measly $1,200 that they gave us a couple of years back. Yeah. There's people who uh, quit their jobs. So they're just like, you know what? And they're leaving, living these very minimal lives. Yeah. You know? in trailers, off the grid, uh, they're stacking their money up and then they don't mind. Like, I mean, that's certainly the goal for us. <laughs> yeah. It's to like work as little as possible, you know? Yeah. Because I mean, at this point, you know, I don't know what's going to happen to my generation. I know I don't have the money to retire and I'm only supposed to be working for another, you know, 14 years and I don't have the money to retire. I really don't, you know, the way social security is going these days, you know, by the time I get to ready to retire, there's not going to be any, barely any money in it. And then my 401k ain't going to be nowhere near 401k. So now, you know, what am I supposed to do? But you figure the boomers who helped cause this mess in the first place, only half of them have the money to retire. Half, 50%. So if 50% of the boomers don't have money to retire, what's going to happen to Generation X? What's going to happen to my generation? And they're already saying that if you're a millennial or Gen Z, you're not going to retire. You're going to work until you die. Or like the, like the comedian on, on TikTok said, you're going to work until worms eat your body, until your corpse is unrecognizable by your family. Like you're just going to work until the end. You're never going to have a break. You know, and the problem is, is that people aren't really doing anything about it. So the one time that somebody actually does a little something about it, right, a little something in Joe Biden. Now, all these people want to get together and stop that for a measly $10,000 off, off of your $40,000, $60,000 loans because they don't want it to catch on. Because then if that 
you know, makes Joe popular, maybe the next president will just say, you know what, let's just cut another 30,000 out of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Or, or if they get enough people in Congress who aren't corporate dickbags, then they may pass a law to say, you know what, we're just going to eat this. We're just going to do the quantitative easing and eat this and let and free these people from their student loans and then reform it and just say, you know what, you pay 1% interest on your student loans from now on. Yeah. Right. We're not we're not gonna yeah. we're not gonna put you at four to six percent like you like you're a, a trillion dollar company like Apple. We're just gonna go ahead and just say, you know what, these we're not trying to profit off these loans. These loans are for you to go to school. Or they may subsidize, they don't want these people to get ahead because they need them in the dirt so that they will take whatever horseshit job that comes their way. I mean, you can't just keep blaming immigrants forever, especially where where Mexican immigrants, it's it's a net negative. There are more Mexicans going back to Mexico than are coming here. All the people coming across the border from South America and Central America, you know, the places that we ruined. So my thing with Joe Biden is before I keep rambling on forever, let's see how much he fights for this. Let's see if he rolls up his sleeves and gets, I would be the most profane president ever. Like they would have to, they would have to put me on a, on a 30 second delay for all the curses that I have for shit like this. I'd hold a press conference. I'm like, oh, you dickless motherfuckers. First of all, if I was president, it'd be 50 grand. So we wouldn't have to worry about that. But I'd just be like, you know, like these people have been paying these loans off for years. You you kidnap these 17 year olds and sit them in a room and make them sign papers and sign their life away. We trying to help them and you trying to stop that. Oh, you motherfuckers. Is this how it's going to work? All right, tell you what. It's just going to be shock and awe. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to politically napalm all you guys. I'm going to salt the earth of your political careers. Get your resumes ready. Put your affairs in order. This is war. I would talk shit like I was a professional wrestler all the time. Matter of fact, I would get a fake championship belt and just put it over my shoulder as I'm talking about this. Like, that's how over the top I would be. Because this whole thing about them blocking this is ridiculous. Oh, you're worried about the banks? Oh, I'm sorry, the people who have all the money? That's who you're worried about? No, it's not because they have all the money. It's because they pay you to do this. You're, you're, you're paid shills. You're nothing more than whores. You're prostitutes. You get paid to do this. When people, when people insult people who are sex workers, right? Why? What they're doing is 10 times more honorable than what these politicians do. 10 times more honorable than what politicians do. Because if a woman willingly sells her body for a sexual encounter, you know, so long as she's in a, in a safe environment, she's not hurting anybody. What these politicians do hurt people, not just for this generation, but for the next. Mm -hmm. So, so for all you whores out there, you know, doing this, if there is a heaven, you will not be there. If heaven works the way it works in your, in your made up horse shit, you will not be there. I won't be there either. So I'll be there in the hell to tell you, I told you so. <laughs> okay. But as far as, you know, uh, this shit is nonsense. So let's just see. And it's toothless because, of course, Biden has the authority to do it. They gave him that. They gave the president that power back in 2003. 
it's in the law that he could do this. That's why I was like, do the 50,000 because their claims are toothless. But no, no, no. Joe, Joe is just, you know, he thinks that Republicans are good people. So he's like, yeah, we'll just acquiesce to them. How'd that work out for you, Joe? How's it going to work out for you in the election in three weeks? Mm-hmm. When you get your fucking ass handed to you, you fucking jackass. You know, I, I wish this country was more like England in one way, only in one way. Their politicians get beat the fuck up like they people in England. They don't fuck around when it comes to their politicians. If you're doing a bad job, you are out. They were like, your term ends when in two years? No, it ends now. Get your shit and get the fuck out. No, I'm not going to give you a cardboard box. Carry all your sh- make make five trips to your car. I don't care. Get the fuck out. That's England for you. Liz Truss was the the prime minister, right? She there was a, a publication in England called the Daily Star. I'd never heard of it until this whole thing happened. They had a a display. They put up a head of lettuce, and they said this head of lettuce will outlast Liz Truss as prime minister. And guess who won? The but how did she get elected prime minister in the first place, though? Here's the thing. Here, here's, here's the one bad thing about British politics and their parliamentary system. When Boris Johnson got forced out for being, for being Boris Johnson, <laughs> right? There's no general election to hire somebody else, right? The people who, who are the ruling party which is the uh, which is the Tories? They get to elect a new prime minister, so they elected Liz Truss. So they have like their own internal election, but now they're calling for a general election. Put it like this: British, the whole parliamentary system is confusing. But the one thing I like about it is that there are so many different parties that actually have power. So it's not like with us is either option A or option B or fuck off. There are a whole bunch of different parties in there, and then you have to work together in order to get things done. That part of it I do like. But this whole, oh, this one leader was a pile of dog shit, so we're just gonna elect our own new leader. That doesn't work. And how did and why did Liz Trust get run out of town? Because her plan for England was basically we're gonna give massive tax cuts to the rich, and then we're gonna do austerity measures on public services like the NHS, the National the National Health Service. How do you think that worked out? Well, I, we know how it worked out. She had to resign. They forced her to resign after 44 days. And 10 of those days were when parliament was in, um, was, in uh, was out of session. So it was really only 34 days that she spent as prime minister. A head of lettuce lasted longer than her. So this whole idea that, and the only reason why I wanted to talk about this, right? I don't really give that much credence to British politics. It's because when Liz Truss became prime minister and had her plan for England, the Republicans have a very similar plan. What do they call it? The, uh, I forgot what the name of their dumbass plan, but it wasn't the American Rescue Plan. I think that's something different. But they basically had a plan that basically amounts to the same thing. They are the rich already got a two trillion dollar tax cut when Trump was president. Already got a tax cut. They want to cut taxes even more, and then they want to say, "Well, you know what? All these all these working class people, they don't have enough skin in the game. All of our skin is in the game. 
our skin, our bones, our marrow, everything is in the game. It's the rich people who don't have skin in the game. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Does, uh, does Jeff Bezos shop at Walmart? The Waltons probably don't even shop at Walmart. And that's their store. So they don't have skin in the game. You think that if their house is on fire, you think the local fire department is going to come and put it out? Or do they have their own people to put it out? If something happens to one of them, you think they're going to rely on the local police? On, on Mayberry RFD, or do they or are they going to have their own investigators take care of it? Those people have no skin in the game. We have all the skin in the game, our skin, our bones, everything in the game. Did you know that they actually pushed for a maximum wage? Someone on TikTok had this part wrong, right? And not wrong by that much, but they had it wrong in this, in this instance, right? I had to look this up today, right? Just to be, because I was going to say what they said. I'm like, I'm like, if there was a maximum wage, I would have remembered that. So this is from Wikipedia. In 1933, a bill was proposed to limit yearly earnings at one million dollars a year. Right, a million dollars in 1933 is basically 228 million dollars today. That's crazy, but okay. Right, but then in 1940, actually, I, that's a typo. It's 19. <laughs> Two, not 1941. 1942, during the war, FDR proposed a maximum yearly income of $25,000 a year. In well, 2021, when this was updated, that's uh, $414,000 per year, right? And he wanted to, it said this was proposed to be implemented by a 100% marginal tax on all income over $40,000, which is an after-tax income after, so after tax, that would be $25,000, right? Uh, while this was not implemented, the Revenue Act of 1942 implemented an 88% marginal tax rate on income over $200,000 together with a 5% victory tax with post-war credits. Hence, temporarily yielding a 93% top tax rate, although the 5% was subsequently returned in credits, right? So you still, that's 88%. So if you make over a certain amount of money, they tax you at 88%. And where'd all that money go? It went into social safety programs. It went back into the country, right? But, and now this part, we all know, every few years, they would chop it down, they would chop it down, they would chop it down. In 1982, right? Or somewhere along those lines, when Reagan was president, mm -hmm. the top marginal tax rate was 70%. And Reagan pushed it down from 70% to 28%. And now we're in hell. Thanks, Ronnie. You know, there is nothing they could do to your soul that would satisfy me. There was no horrors that they, that they could do to your soul. They had in Greek mythology, there was a guy, he's, he's naked and strapped up on rocks. And every day, uh, crows would come down and eat his liver and then every day and every night his liver would grow back and then the crows would come down and eat it again every day crows would eat his liver that's still not good enough for reagan if i found out that was happening to reagan i'm like nope not good enough get his eyes too i don't know <laughs> for what he did to the middle class because this was the beginning of the end of the middle class so 
Republicans can't run on those ideas because in America, they'd hang you by your own intestines. Uh, Rick Scott got called onto the carpet by Mitch McConnell because in his stupid plan, he wanted to basically cut taxes for the rich and then increase taxes on the working class. And Mitch McConnell was like, what the fuck are you doing? You human nutsack. We're trying to win this election. You cannot raise taxes on the poor during an election. You know? So, uh, it's, 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 I, I, I don't know what's going on with these people. I really don't. Ron DeSantis is literally arresting people in Florida trying to do voter suppression. So he actually, and then, and then they would tape it on the body cams and then he posted it to try to intimidate people to keep them from voting, right? Most of the people who he arrested were black and they were Democrats. Why would he do that? It's because he knows that he can't just run on his ideas because his ideas are shit. So he has to do all this performative stuff, shipping migrants to Martha's Vineyard, arresting black people for voter fraud when they were clearly told they could vote. And then because of some weird loophole they put in, oh no, you weren't supposed to vote. So that's a felony. So I guess we're going to put you in jail. Now you can't vote no more. How is this allowed to go on? So, and, and, but I mean, I know, I, I don't want to keep harping about how much the upcoming election is going to be a bloodbath, even though it is. And I don't want to hear people blaming, oh, it's because of the left. No, it's because of democratic leadership. Because these should be the easiest people in the world to beat in the, in the general election. There's no reason why we should lose to these people. Because they have nothing, nothing at all. But when Democrats are in power, they're not doing anything. And I'm not even talking about the stuff that they have to go to Congress for, because we understand that part. But because we have Democrats who are literally Republicans, I mean, you have the majority with, um, with Kamala Harris. Why not just get rid of the filibuster? And then all you got to do is just pass things with a majority. You know why? Because there's corporate Democrats who don't want that to happen because then their money train would fall off the tracks. So I don't want to hear shit about shit when you guys fail in a few weeks. And I don't want you to fail. I want you to succeed. You're just not. You're going you're gonna to lose the House at the very least. Your, your precious uh, January 6th commission is going to be dismantled. No one's going to go to jail and you would have wasted taxpayer money for nothing. Why? For, for, for some good TV ratings? So, I don't know. Odie, let me ask you a personal question. You don't have to answer it if you don't want to. Okay. Have you ever been arrested? No, but I've been escorted home by the police once. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, An ex-boyfriend I had no business being with. Uh, Yeah, I was over at his place making a a bunch of noise. And I don't know. I don't know how the fuck it was that I was there without a car. But I do remember the police dropping me off at home. I don't I don't know how I got there, but yeah. Maybe he came to get me. That's yeah, damn, I just unlocked the memory. Okay, yeah. So like he came to get me so we could talk and then like things were going well, but then they weren't, and then the police came and got me and took me home. Oh. Kind of like a taxi, but yeah. <laughs> I had to ride my back. 
kind of like the most embarrassing taxi where it's like they yeah. your neighbors see you come out of a police car they're like oh my god you know i've never been arrested you know i my sister reminded me of a story that i forgot about my uh my brother had gotten into some issues with the cops. So I'm not going to put his business out there. But when they were looking for him, the cops were actually out there, like, you know, like laying in wait. And at the time I was going to college. So I was dressed in, you know, it was business college. So I had on my, my, you know, my, my little briefcase, my little, you know, my little bag and my, my shirt and tie and, you know, my, my, my fancy little overcoat. And I'll come home and then the cops just pull into their driveway and they're like, freeze. And I'm like, I'm like, and supposedly I cussed them out. And I was like, like, fuck out of here, jackasses. Like, do I look like my brother? I know that's a dumb question, but <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> you know? And I basically just told them to fuck off and I went and I went in the house, you know? And my sister remembered that. I didn't even remember that. I remember the incident, but I don't remember like cussing them out, but I do remember being highly annoyed because they did that to all my neighbors. You know, my neighbors would come home from work and then the cops would just pull up and be like, freeze. And they're like, what? What do you want? <laughs> we, our cops are not great. You know, they're not. But I've never been arrested. Never even been handcuffed by the cops. Mm. But I know- No, I wasn't handcuffed either, by the way. Okay. But, but all this stuff that goes on with the police, I would be an idiot to think that just because it doesn't, that's because it's never happened to me that it doesn't happen. And these cops have to realize that what they do shapes people's opinions of them, right? Because yes, for cops to solve certain crimes, you do need the help of the people, right? And they're not willing to help you because they don't see you as someone who protects them. They see you as a threat. They see you as a, they say you the way a deer sees wolves. As a as a constant threat, all the time, and they, and and some cops just don't realize that. So, uh, did you get a chance to watch? I mean, I know I just posted a video this morning, and I apologize. I was supposed to post it earlier in the week when I first saw it. But did you get a chance to watch that video about uh, Alex Mingus? Uh, no, I did not. That was the one you tagged me in this morning. Mm -hmm. yeah. I did see that. I did, I did see the headline, but no, I did not watch it yet, no. So Alex Mingus is from Minnesota. He lived there all his life, and he was awarded a Medal of, uh, Medal of Valor by Minneapolis Police. I think it's Minneapolis. I thought he might have said a different place in there, but I thought it was Minneapolis. So if I have that part of it wrong, that's my fault. But he, uh, and he was awarded a Medal of Valor because last year he was driving down the street with his family, and there was a, there was a shooting. Right. So a guy comes out of his uh, comes out of his car and he had been shot in the arm. He's bleeding profusely. So Alex gets out of the car. It's, it is St. Paul, Minnesota, by the way. Yeah. Is, is it St. Paul? OK. So he um, he comes out, he has a shirt and then he, he wraps a tourniquet around the guy's arm. Right. And he tried to flag down the cops. So he said nine cop cars race past and he's trying to flag them down so they could help this guy. And they all just drove past. You want me to play it now? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Give me one second. I'm pulling it up now. A quick commercial break. I'm not going to uh, play it because it's a political ad. So I'll definitely skip on that. Shout out to my computer already being muted <laughs> on this part. <laughs> yeah. 
and it's not one that I can skip, so I have to wait. Okay, here we go. You with the Chiefs Award for Valor in recognition for your heroic efforts. Congratulations. Thank you. In St. Paul, Minnesota, that is Alex Mingus, the Minneapolis public school employee, ran towards gunfire, helped a man who was bleeding profusely, tied a shirt on the man's severed wrist artery, and saved that person's life. Now, real quick, though, I just want to add a little context, because as I was watching it when you were talking before, yes. um, <laughs> What's going on for those that can't see it is a guy, it, the police officer or chief or whatever was trying to put the metal around his neck and he was having a little bit of a hard time, mainly because the man has on a sweatshirt and he has on a baseball cap. Yeah. So uh, he kind of like snatched it out of his hand and just put it over his head himself. Yes. Um, and then tucked the chain behind his sweatshirt. It looks like he's getting ready to take off his sweatshirt. So this, this is as much as I've seen. So I haven't seen the rest of it. Okay. Appreciate it. I, uh, I feel like I, I did what anyone would have done with the little bit of training that they have, that I have. I'm a certified firearms instructor. His church says smash white supremacy. Working this high school in Minneapolis with a dad and a husband and a wonderful community member. <laughs> um, that day, nine of your squad cars raced past us as I was flagging them down, setting the letter you sent me. And that was a potential of 18 people, 18 people could have stopped to help preserve life. But 18 people chose to go to a potential threat. And I and I recognized the man had a pistol and we didn't know what he was doing. Um, I do appreciate the recognition, uh, but I won't keep this stuff. This will go to my mom and this will probably go to my son. Because I'm very uncomfortable being here with you guys. The metal. I cannot rock with the police. But I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to say these things. And I just want folks to know that they don't keep us safe. We keep us safe. Um, riots work. Thank you. Appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you. Don't be safe out here. Appreciate you. First of all, it was like the direct eye contact with the camera when he said riots work and then covered his heart. Look, this is a man of my own. I don't know that riots work, but I'm not going to tell people not to riot. Like, yes, look, you know, like I said, like I told my husband this, don't get on TV talking about, oh, she would have wanted peace and all this other bullshit. No, she would not have. <laughs> shit down. If something <laughs> happened to me, in the name of the police, please burn some shit down. Get you a TV. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I agree with you a thousand percent. If someone ever said that in my name after the police killed me, I will make a pact with the devil to rise from my grave and strangle whoever said that. He like he would have wanted you to solve this peacefully. No, he wouldn't. Burn this shit to ashes. I don't give a fuck. Like, what are you doing? Like, like whoever said that, I know they would probably just want you know, a riot not to happen, but are you kidding me? Like, you, like, do you know me? Burn this shit to the ground. Like, what are you talking about? The, the funny part, the funniest part to me was not just about the riots work, but when he gave, he, he gave the captain a fist bump and then just took the, 
Um, he uh, he's he's on um Instagram, right? They're probably never gonna like have these ceremonies like this ever again, or they'll Nobody make cares. sure that like yeah. it's, pre, it's private, it's pre-recorded, or something well, like that. Well, here's the thing: they wanted him, they wanted to have it like inside the police station. He would not agree to it because he's because mm. he's like I'm terrified of the cops. So they wanted me to come like inside the police station. Too. Like, no, 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 we, we're doing this outside. You know, and then um. You know, he was like, we don't rock with the police. And he had told a story that he was only 16 years old. Supposedly, he had fit a description of somebody with a pistol. So at only 16 years old, they drag him off of a city bus. He was coming home from school and uh, they held a gun to his head. You know, a 16-year-old kid. And uh, that shaped his view of the police ever since. You know, ever since then, he's he's been afraid of the police. And he... I mean, we talked about this uh, on a on a on an earlier show. They had um, oh god, what was it? Um, oh shoot, I, I lost my thought. <laughs> I'm getting old, you know. But I mean, people don't really. Oh, about the Supreme Court. Somebody had a case, uh, and the Supreme Court had ruled that police are under no obligation to protect citizens. Because they tried to sue because a cop didn't uh, didn't protect them. I, I'll have to. I'll have to. I'm pretty sure I have it on my one note someplace. But the Supreme Court ruled in favor of the police, and they said no. The police don't have to protect you. So why is to protect and serve on the sides of, of a lot of their cars? Who are they serving and protecting? It's not us. That's why he was like. He's like they don't protect us. We protect us. And he's right about that. Nine cop cars went by. How disheartening is it? You have a guy bleeding to death and you're trying to get help from the people who can help, who could easily just go on a walkie-talkie and get an ambulance over to you. And I know we, we'd rather go shoot at people than to protect people. He's, he's a thousand percent right to do what he did. A thousand percent right. You know, and you're right. They probably, they'll probably never have another one of these ceremonies again, but you know what? Mm -hmm. We don't care because the, the police have already... You know, it, it's it's like I always said, people always say, well, with the police, there's just a few bad apples in the bunch. No, there's a few good apples in the orchard. The whole system is corrupt. And yes, there are some good cops out there who want to make a difference, but they'll either be ostracized by the rest of the dirty cops or they'll become dirty cops themselves. So the system is just going to eat them up. So God bless those who keep the will to want to help the public, but for everybody else, whatever happens, happens, man. So Alex, you know, we, 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 we salute you, brother. We, we, and we salute you and we understand wholeheartedly. So before we wrap up here and, and I'm, and I'm sorry that Mercedes isn't here for this because she really wanted to go over this. I, I saw something the other day that really pissed me off and, you know, uh, I, I can't really speak to this part of it because at my job, we get like a bonus every year, right? And depending on how well we do, it varies. But sometimes, I mean, there are some years that bonus is substantial, like, oh my God, you know? And the only bad thing about it is because it's structured, sometimes it gets eaten up in taxes, but we at least have the option to just have taxes turned off for that paycheck so that we get more of that money. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? 
So, but then That's knowing me, very I, popular towards the end of the year because you know Christmas time, people. Yeah, exactly. And then more than likely, me who forgetting everything, I'd forget to turn it back on and then uh, get eaten up in taxes. Right. But they had this. Uh, you know, I saw this on Facebook. It says pizza motivates employees more than cash bonuses. Says, <laughs> Absolutely why? not. Yeah. It says why money isn't all that great of a motivator. That's and not what the memes say at all. No, that that I'm, I'm I I took the screen clipping of it because I wanted to make sure I had it right because I wanted to make sure I wasn't putting words in this woman's mouth. The woman who wrote this, it says pizza motivates employees more than cash bonuses, and then it says why money isn't all that great of a motivator and why pizza is, and it's by someone named Betsy Michael. Her last name is M I K E L, and then she owns a, a company called uh, uh, Avec A V E C K. And they're like consultants for businesses and stuff like that. So the first thing I thought was, who the fuck is this bitch? And I don't mean that I, I hate saying that, but that's what that's what flew out of my mouth when I when I saw that. And I was like, so I looked her up and she has a, a page. She writes articles all the time. So she has uh, other articles that says how you can conduct layoffs humanely. Oh, okay. Uh, six ways to help your, your your employees weather uncertainty and every way was just like bullshit you know and then here is here it is mark cuban's five-step action plan for surviving a crisis yeah for mark cuban okay yeah step one be a billionaire you know they actually pay people like this to give advice on how to screw their workers over you know what I mean? Like you think that people want pizza over cash bonuses? Couldn't they use some of their cash bonus to buy pizza if they wanted pizza? You think I can go to my landlord and be like, I know my, I know I don't have my thousand dollars in rent, but check this out, yo. I got pizza. And guess what's on the pizza? Anchovies. We're gonna get anchovies around here. Hard to get, right? So here, take these two large pizzas and then we're good, right? I'd be out on the street by the end of the day if that happened. What kind of a, I don't know much about her, like, you know, her family structure, how much she may, I know she's a, she's the owner of a company, but I could tell this is a woman who's never worked an actual job in her life. And I'm, and I'm just basing this on the title of this article It's basically just somebody who has like, or who either already has enough money to start her own company or is just like her husband makes a bunch of money and she was just bored. Maybe her kids are all grown. And then she just made a company and she just gives people advice based on the fact that she's never had a real job. I don't know her like that. I'm just, I'm just making up wild shit here. But, and then the worst part is that the picture is like all these people just, they're all pulling at the pizza at the same time. <laughs> like everybody's grabbing a slice all at the same time. And then I, First of all, the places that do this definitely have shift work. So you're lucky. I remember uh, when I worked at Tom Warner, uh-huh. they, we didn't have, well, sometimes they would do stuff like, like definitely like pizza parties and stuff. Sales always got the best stuff. Customer service rarely got that. But if customer service did, you had to make sure that you were like one of the first to get what you were supposed to get. So usually around Thanksgiving, they would give away pies, like whole pies, because the idea was like you were going to 
you know, cook it for your family or whatever. Mm-hmm. And apple pie was always the most popular. It was apple, pumpkin, and um, sweet potato. And apple pie was the most popular. Pumpkin was the least popular. This is how pump- how I actually found out that I like pumpkin pie because even though I asked for apple, apple wasn't available when I went to go get it and I went to go oh. cash my ticket. And so I had to take pumpkin pie and I just started taking pumpkin because I knew that that one was the least popular. And I, when I actually tried it, I liked it. But I was like, yo, like, even when we're supposed to get what we're supposed to get, we don't get what we're supposed to get. So absolutely not. A hundred percent, I would have taken the cash, given the option. Yeah, yeah. You only take, you only take the, the pumpkin pie because you have no options. Yeah. So no, it's not a great motivator. Yeah, I, I look at motivator it. for me to find another job. <laughs> basically that's what i used to do it was like spend like my whole days especially on saturdays just applying applying at like all these different companies yeah yeah i mean my my old job used to give out cash bonuses and then they used to and then they would make it so if they gave you like a 1500 bonus they would make it so that um it would be more than $1,500. And then after the taxes come out, it would go down to 1,500. So then it would be, so it'd be weird. Like you get a check of like 1,500 and like seven cents because it never rounds out perfectly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if they do well, they they share some with the, with, the, with the people. And my current job does that as well. But it varies because, you know, in the type of business that we're in, things fluctuate, you know? So we understand that, but I mean, even if I get a hundred dollars, it's a hundred dollars more than I had. So I'm still happy for it because most jobs don't give bonuses for anything. It's you work, you take your paycheck and then you go home and you shut the fuck up. Like they don't really care. So if I have a job where they actually give out bonus, like cash bonuses, you know, uh, I'm all for it. One of the guys I used to work with told me a story when I used to work retail, like many years ago. He said the last store that he worked in, they used to give out weekly shrink bonuses. So basically, I'm not going to go into the whole nerd retail thing about shrink, right? But basically, if your shrink stays under a certain amount, like for the company I worked for, they 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 don't, well, once Transworld took over, they stopped that because, you know, Transworld is just a horrible place to work. But the company I was before that, before they took over, they would give you a, a quarterly shrink bonus. So they'd have people, they'd come to your stores and they'd count up all the inventory and then they'd give you a bonus based on how well your shrink was. He said for the store that he worked in, they gave you a weekly shrink bonus. So if your shrink was under a certain number, they would give you a bonus in your paycheck every week, right? So I, now he never said how much the bonus was, but a bonus is a bonus. So the people who worked there got used to having that bonus in their check. If they saw another employee trying to steal, they will rat you out in 10 seconds flat because they want that shrink bonus <laughs> because retail, you don't make a lot of money in retail anyway. So if you're getting a little bit extra for making sure that the merchandise isn't walking out the door, man, the maze will turn into Miami Vice in a second. They will murk you for that bonus. You know, I know every store or every company is not in a position to give out bonuses, but a lot of them are. You think that fast food doesn't isn't able to give out bonuses? 
all the money they make. They give give it to the franchise. Yeah. Owners. But they don't give it to the workers. Somebody had had a funny meme. You know, they always have memes about when people say nobody wants to work anymore. And somebody had a meme that said, nobody wants to work anymore. Translation. We told we told people to fuck off, and then we're mad because they fucked off. <laughs> they tell people, "Oh, you're crying because you don't get paid enough. Why don't you get a real job?" And then they go get a real, a quote unquote, real job, and then they go to the store that's understaffed. Nobody wants to work anymore. Everybody wants to work. Nobody wants to work for pennies. That's the problem that they have. I heard a comedian say this years ago when people complained about illegal immigrants, they were like, I'm not too proud to pick strawberries for a living. I just can't pick strawberries for $2 an hour. You know? But I, I thought that was really ridiculous for this woman to, to write this and then to make it look all professional, have everybody like smiling, eating their pizza. Like, yay, pizza instead of cash. <laughs> You know, those are actors because in real life, they'd be looking at that pizza like you motherfuckers. But, but before we wrap up, I always try to I always try to go with something a little bit positive before we wrap up, because, you know, my section is usually normally doom and gloom and Joe Biden sucks and so on and so forth. But uh, and we, we've talked about her before, like Missy Elliott is one of those people where it's like, I should be, I should be a, a fan, a bigger fan of her than I am. Because Missy's awesome. And she does make good music, but her music just I'm never really, it just never really resonated with me like it should have. And it's like a head scratcher, like why I'm not more of a fan. But this is from uh, The Grio, okay? Hip hop star Missy Elliott has a key to the city and a portion of a, sh- a, portion of a street has been named in Portsmouth, Virginia, her hometown. According to a news release, CNN reported Portsmouth City Council voted unanimously to rename a portion of McLean Street to Missy Elliott Boulevard. The street is home to the Victory Crossing Shopping Center, Tidewater Community College, and the future Portsmouth Rivers Casino, according to the release. The four-time Grammy Award-winning artist uh, also received the key to the city during a renaming ceremony and a parade on Monday. So I am very happy for Missy Elliott. Uh, I mean, put it like this. I pulled her, I'm always quick to pull people's discographies. (laughs) Now she hasn't actually released a full length album since 2005, but she did release a uh, a EP in 2019 called Iconology, right? Oh, say again. What year was that? 2019. Yeah, that that one had a couple of good songs on it. Uh, throw it back. It kind of had like um, an Alice in Wonderland theme in the video. Okay. And then was, was Drip Demeanor the other one that you were thinking of? Mm, no. And I just mentioned that because they were released as singles from that uh, from that album. And then, you know, I looked on her. Um, well, first of all, all of her albums, she had, um, let me see, one, two, three, four, five. She had six albums i have her first two albums because i used to get them for free at the record store mm-hmm. <laughs> but um all of her albums are platinum and then um under construction was her most popular album uh it was double platinum and what what song was on under construction that was uh oh work it. 
Work It was on that album. Get Your Freak On. Let me see if that was on that Get album. Get Your Freak On was on the album. Uh, hold on. No. Get Your Freak On was on uh, Miss E, So Addictive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the yeah, album yeah. I remember that album cover. Okay, okay. And, well, those albums came out, like, back-to-back. Like, uh, Miss E, So Addictive was 2001, and Under Construction was 2002. So that single was probably out when, uh, you know, they they ran together, pretty much. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I could kind of see where it was like, oh, okay. But, I mean, you figure looking at her singles and this is back when it was so much harder to sell to have like a golden platinum single before everything was streaming so socket to me was gold i'm surprised the rain her first single wasn't certified because i'm not gonna lie i like that song mostly i, I love i love the sample the Ann people sample yeah um hot boys with uh nas and eve and q-tip i that love was- that that I love that song. I always forget about Q-Tip's verse, honestly, because mm-hmm. I don't think he was in the video. But I still like at that time I had a huge crush on Nas. Um, so of course I got excited when I saw him in the video. But that beat just goes so hard. That song did take a minute to grow on me. I remember not liking that song. I do remember not liking the song. But when that remix came out with with Nas and Eve, like mm-hmm. that was it for me. Um, Eve's verse was definitely the best on there. Yeah, I love I love that song. Yeah. Uh, Get your freak on went platinum. Um, work it was double platinum. And you can't, I mean, whether you're a fan of Missy Not, you can't not like that song. It's such a catchy song. I like that song a lot. And the video was cool too. Uh Lose Control with Ciara and Fat Man Scoop. That that was her best-selling single. No, actually, no, it tied with Work It, because Work It and Lose Control were both double platinum singles. And then uh WTF Where They From, that was a, a that was a non-album single that she put out in 2015 with, with Farrell Williams, and that went platinum. And I say it was harder back then to go, you know, to have like a, a multi-platinum because that's when they used to actually do like physical singles as opposed to everything streaming now, you know? So you have somebody like uh, Uzi Vert who has a whole bunch of platinum singles and it's because they're streaming, it's easier, you know? Because there are some people, if your song didn't come out as a single, they're not going to buy your album for it. Like that happened with Bone Thugs and Harmony when they, when they came out with uh, The Crossroads. Right. And I remember the record store I worked for, it was uh, The Wall at that time when that came out. The Crossroads came out as a single after Easy e passed away because that was their tribute to Easy e Right. And they had already released uh, E 1999 Eternal. And then um, when Crossroads came out, they never cut it as an individual single. They uh, cut new versions of the album and he added the crossroads to it so we were actually allowing people to uh and you know we have to clear this with, with the record companies too because we return everything to the record company we were allowing people to come in and trade in their old version of e1999 eternal for the new one with crossroads hmm, okay yeah I, like i said the company i worked for originally the wall they they, they were cool as hell didn't pay a lot, but then again, who really did in the 90s? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was a smaller chain. They were like an East Coast chain, 
So it wasn't like they were all across the country, like, uh, you know, like, like Best Buy or something like that. They were mostly out of like Philly, New York, New Jersey, stuff like that. It was, you know, a regional thing. But I loved working there. You know, it was, it was the first time where I ever worked for a company where your birthday was a paid holiday. <laughs> and they used to give us a 40% discount on, on CDs and, uh, and, and, and singles and stuff. So it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a cool place to work. Even when Camelot took them over, they were a cool place to work. When Transworld took over, I was just like, yeah, okay, this is bullshit. Transworld, I don't know about now, but back then Transworld was a shitty, you know, no one ever gets better. No one ever says, oh, you know, this, this used to be a shitty company to work for, and now they're good. No, they're just, I'm pretty sure they're still shitty after 20 years of not working there anymore. I'm pretty sure they're still a garbage place to work for. But, you know, um, congrats to Missy, you know, uh, for getting that love from her, from her home state, you know, getting the key to the city. So... Anything to add before we wrap up? No, I do not. Are you asking me my final thoughts? Oh, uh, I, I, th- I mean, I figured something about Missy, but yeah, you can give us your final thoughts. Oh, um, no, like I, I have no, look, no objections. Missy deserves, I love Missy. Um, I particularly, I know she raps. Uh, I know she produces, but this woman also sings and I think my favorite song personally with her vocals is um, on Fantasia's Free Yourself. That is, that's my favorite Fantasia song. I know, um, what's that other one that's like really, really popular? Does she actually what? sing on that? Yes. I and did it's not very know that. clear. <clears throat> it's, she sings on the hook. So she's not like, it's not featuring Missy, but she's clearly oh. in those vocals. And um, she's, she's singing on the hook. And um, some of the ad libs and stuff, and I know Fantasia is like probably. It seems like most men really love when I see you. I guess because it's like you know it's a a love song to like her man or whatever. And I guess right. like most men want their women to feel that way about them, which is fine. And when I see you has a good instrumental, but free yourself is it's just a great song. Like if you love R and B, it has all the elements of a perfect R&B song. So, and Missy's vocals are flawless. They're flawless. So I ain't got I'm, no problem with that lady. I, because <laughs> I love I, her. I, I like that song a lot. And I'm surprised that, I'm surprised that that song wasn't certified because it, it got to number 41 on the US charts. It was number one on US adult Number two on US R&B, and then uh, number three on oh number two on US R&B Airplay. I don't know if that if that's still a category anymore. <laughs> and then number three on US R&B. But I I remember that. So I like I like that song a lot. Yeah, you know that that was a that was a great song. I did not know that Missy sang vocals on that. Yes, she does, and she sounds great. So. Yeah, she's she's worked with a lot of our faves, Jasmine Sullivan, um, Monica, of course. Mm-hmm. That lady works, and she ain't had no problems with nobody. So yeah, yeah. I, I I could I could honestly say if somebody's like, well, you know, like I don't like Missy, I'm like, what did you do to her? Because she ain't do because no, because she ain't do nothing to you. 
she always seems like somebody who was just very, very, very likable. I've never heard anybody say anything bad about Missy, you know? That's what, that's why I really feel like, I, I think Versus is on the way out. I'll be very surprised to like see that Versus continues to be a thing. Yeah. Um, it, it, like, honestly, I feel like that was a really missed opportunity uh, was with her. Her matchup should have been Busta Rhymes. That should have been it. Oh, have they ever had a male versus female versus before? Um, no, I don't think so. But I just remember people saying like Missy needs to do a verse, but like who's gonna go against her? Who's gonna go against her? And I just remember thinking like y'all are trying to compare woman to woman, like but who's to say that's what it should be? I, I automatically thought, oh, wait, it should be Busta Rhymes. They're animated. They had hits. They're always creative, very visually. So yeah. that to me, that always made sense. But seems like we're we're probably never gonna get that. We need to start a petition. <laughs> <laughs> because I would love to see that, you know. I don't with, with some of the weird things buses was saying during the pandemic. I don't know though. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, don't he, know. He he may have a different uh he may have a different view on this. But I mean the <laughs> pandemic, we're at the endemic stage now, so yeah. Well, well it's still it's still not prevent me from getting my shot next week. Exactly. I'm getting my uh, I'm getting my second booster next week. Uh, we joked about it on the pre-show because uh, Odie, uh, you got yours recently, right? Yeah, just yesterday. Just yeah, yesterday. and then and then I I'm getting mine. I and it was funny that she mentioned that because I was at the pharmacy, you know, my my pharmacy in my supermarket, and I figured, well, well you know, I'm going to be off for a few days uh, next week. Let me go ahead and make an appointment while I'm here. And she had a shot ready for me now. And I was like, oh, now? Oh, well, I don't need time. I had all the time in the world, but I was just like, it just caught me off guard. I did. I figured they'd have to put me on the list. But then I was like, you know what? We'll just do it next week. Let's do it next Saturday. Yeah. And then, you know, this way I'll, I'll be more prepared because I'm actually afraid of needles, but I do it because I have to. Like if I have to go give blood for my, uh, for my A1C, I always just try to, you know, it kind of reminded me of um, Nelson when he talked about, because he, he never goes to the dentist because he's poor. I know it's a Simpsons it's a cartoon. But um, he told Marge, he's like, um, uh, my teeth hurt all the time. I just trying to think about motorcycles. <laughs> and Marge was like, I'm taking you to the dentist. And he's like, wait, there's a doctor for your teeth? <laughs> I, I don't know why I thought that was so funny. But um, yeah, I'm getting mine next week. Because I mean, it's funny. Maybe it's like an anxiety now. I went to the supermarket yesterday and I was like, well, maybe, maybe I don't need to wear my mask anymore. I got three feet inside that supermarket. I reached right in my back. I put on my mask. I was like, yeah, you know what? I haven't had COVID yet. And I know we're, we're going toward the endemic stage, but I don't think we're there just yet. And especially since half of the half of this, of the supermarket staff is still wearing their masks, pharmacy still wearing their mask. I'm like, you know what? I'm comfortable wearing a mask. I'm just going to wear a mask. You know, why not? But a lot of people just in their minds, they're just like, this is over. I'm like, not really. It's gone down a lot, but we're not quite endemic yet. Hopefully, maybe by next spring, we'll get there. I don't know. Sure. I'm just guessing. Or as this ties into my final thoughts, hopefully by next summer, uh, when Beyonce will be on tour, as she has confirmed last night at the Wearable Art Gala. Hmm. 
Uh, she she actually had an auctioned package. I don't know what they're raising funds for, but whatever. It was, a, it was actually like a lot of Black people. So it's not like a Vogue or it's not like a Vogue thing. Like it, it was something where a space where a lot of Black people, I saw Quinta Brunson in the mix. Um, I saw Kendra G there. And not to say Kendra G is like, you know, any low tier celebrity, but this is, um as a reminder for you, Mars, this is the lady who does like the the dating show so she's a radio host but she also hosts other things okay and um but she she does a singles platform on like monday and friday and saturday nights and um i remember she did not host a show last night because she told us on friday that she was going out of town well i learned since then that she was at this wearable um art gala and so it's like like again not to like Beyonce was being a very like regular last night with the niggas, uh, so to speak. Like we we don't get to see her be regular with the niggas, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> it's not like shitting on Quinta, but it's like you know Beyonce. Like she's very private. Like we don't see her out and about unless it's like a very private event. She doesn't usually go to other people's events. So to see her out amongst the regulars of us was kind of nice. Um, so one of the items that she auctioned off was uh, like $20,000 package was, was 20 grand and included like two first class flight tickets on United to go to wherever the show was. I don't know, like, oh, it was also in Waco. So I guess that's going to be one of the stops. So it was in Texas. And um, I forgot what the other shit was included, but I was like, okay. I mean, obviously it was definitely like some sort of VIP experience um with the show but that just confirms that this this tour is coming yeah. this tour is 100 percent coming we we need something good to happen this summer yeah i because i want to be outside um i want to be outside very much so <laughs> yeah, i i don't want to say you know because here's the thing i'm not an epidemiologist is it epidemiologist i'm thinking about something different no oh, yeah disease tracker okay but I mean, I'm not a disease tracker, but you know, I would love to have thought that if everybody got on board with getting a vaccine, right? Or more people than you, because there's always people who don't want to take the vaccine. That's always been a thing. Okay. It's just now just amplified because of social media. But I mean, these have old commercials where like Muhammad Ali or Big Bird or somebody like that were trying to inspire people to get vaccines because there was always vaccine deniers. That's always been a thing. But now with social media, it just got amplified and i would like i would like to have thought that if we had gotten on this train sooner that a lot less people would have died in america because i mean this thing happened all across the world so Mm -hmm. you know and that we would already that we would have maybe been on the endemic stage last year yeah i i'd like to i you know i'm just basing that on how long this dragged out just because there were so many deniers you know so many people who were just like you know everything between, you know, my freedom to all this other stuff. And even people in the military didn't want to take it, but they take all these other vaccinations when they go overseas. So if you go to certain places, you got to take like, you know, for malaria. I mean, and what do you Well, you take pills for malaria, but yellow fever means a shot. Uh, My my husband has one lined up for tomorrow. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) It's top of mind. Like we have to get one to go to Ghana. We're going to Ghana in December. Oh, nice! That that vac- that vaccine is lined up. I 
already had mine, so I don't have to get it again. Oh, so it's just, it's just a one-time thing. Yeah, it used to be like once every 10 years or something like that, but like then they changed it. They they said that you don't have to do it. And it was kind of like a weird cutoff too, but at the end of the day, like I don't have to get it again. So yeah. Now, do they is it like a tetanus shot? Like, did it go like really deep in the arm, or is it just like just a regular remember. one like with the uh I don't even remember, honestly. Um, I just know that I don't as long as I don't look at a needle, I'm fine. Like I'll feel a little pinch, but like I never, yeah, I don't react badly to vaccines, so I'm okay. Um, I'm fortunate yeah. in that way. I just don't. I just look away, and then yeah. they put the bandaid on, and we're done. I I got lucky. I the 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 vaccines have treated me well so far, and then they they, had, they even they mix and match me because when I got my first booster. It wasn't from the same one that I had before, but they did say that you can mix and match them. So I was like, okay, well, just give me what you got. And then it still treated me well. Like I didn't, I didn't get sick or dizzy or anything like that. So yeah, I, I switched over to Moderna yesterday as well. Just, just a heads up. I switched over to Moderna. Um, yeah. I was one of the people who had Johnson and Johnson. So yeah, yeah. My, my, my nephew had Johnson. It, it was funny because my nephew had Johnson and Johnson his mom had Pfizer. I had Moderna, and I and I joked about like we should all be should all be like rival gangs now because we all have different vaccines. I'm like, what you doing here, Johnson and Johnson? This is Moderna territory. <laughs> just just another reason to fight over nothing. But when I go Saturdays, they're gonna have the the Pfizer shot for me. So my guy, that's cool. Okay. I, I've, I've had it before. Yeah, I would definitely stay consistent if you can. <laughs> yeah. But when but when they had that when I got my tetanus shot. Oh God, they went deep into the arm with that tetanus shot. And, mm. and it was funny because after the shot, you know, my, I mean, my, you know, I was a little stiff, but it felt fine. But when I fell asleep that night, I rolled over and slept on that arm. And my arm was literally just, I, I couldn't even lift my arm. It was just hanging down. I just, mm. I, I almost had to call in sick from work because I couldn't move my arm. But then once I jumped in the shower and got some hot water on, then I was, then I was able to move it again. But yeah, but with that tetanus shot, they go deep into the muscle on that shot. But every other, but the vaccines were were just perfectly fine. You know, a little a little sore at the injection point, but nothing, nothing major. So I mean, if you haven't gotten your booster shots yet, put it like this: the holidays are around the corner. You figure yeah. Halloween is not this not this Monday, but the Monday after, which means right. that it's only going to be a few weeks until thanksgiving so if you're going to be around around a lot of older folks yeah, yeah. please get your boosters yeah it's you know? supposed to be in there i think a good 10 days mm -hmm. before like for it to have its peak effectiveness like it needs to be in your system like 10 days yes so because i mean this way i mean if you do get so this way if you do get covid it's not going to be so bad so you won't have you won't have to get on the ventilator <laughs> I, yeah, as they say in the West Indies, I wouldn't wish that on my mother's worst enemy to be on a ventilator. So, so, but anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We're on all major podcast channels, including iHeartRadio. I guess I've never been on iHeartRadio. I don't know if we're really on there or not. <laughs> it should be. They could be lying to us the whole time. I've never had iHeartRadio. So. All right. Uh, stay safe and uh, take care of each other. All right. Sounds good. Bye, guys.